Hi everyone, I'm CNN Zachary Wolf, in for David Chalian. I write the What Matters newsletter for CNN. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, December 22nd. It's down to the wire on Capitol Hill. As the year comes to a close, Democrats in Congress are rushing to get their agenda through before they hand over the reins to Republicans in the House next month. We have an agreement now. It's taken a while, but it is worth it. That's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer earlier today. The Senate has passed a $1.7 trillion spending bill just days after it was released. The most important thing Congress does all year is fund the government, and lawmakers are up against a Friday deadline. It looks like they'll meet it. The House is expected to take it up as soon as possible and could pass it tonight. We should say there's been a huge outcry from lawmakers who resent being forced to vote so quickly on such a massive bill. When it came down to it, no senator tried to completely block the process. Here's Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri explaining why he allowed it to go forward. Well, and they've got the votes for closure on it, so it's going to pass. So what can you do? In the midst of this spending fight, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky made a quick visit to Washington. We told you a little bit about that in yesterday's podcast. He made a historic speech to a joint meeting between the House and the Senate and told lawmakers his fight against Russia is part of a larger worldwide fight. Your money is not charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way. But more importantly for Zelensky, he needs to shore up his supply line, which runs straight through Washington, D.C., So much of the munitions, so much of the weapons, so much of what Ukraine is using in this fight is funded directly by the American taxpayer. And your support is crucial, not just to stand in such fight, but to get to the turning point to win on the battlefield. We have artillery. Yes. Thank you. We have it. Is it enough? Honestly, not really. (laughs) And more than a lot of people, I think Zelensky realizes that spending is going to change a lot next year when Republicans take over in the House on Capitol Hill. One notable moment from the speech is when he turned around and handed a Ukrainian flag signed by soldiers from the front to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Here's Pelosi describing Zelensky's message. Indeed, it is a worthwhile investment in our bipartisan, bicameral support must continue because the battle for Ukraine is a battle for democracy itself. Wednesday was probably the last possible day Zelensky could have addressed a joint meeting of Congress before Republicans take control. And that's important because Pelosi is handing her gavel over to Republicans. It's likely to be House Speaker Kevin McCarthy next year, assuming he can get a majority of the votes. But he has said it's not going to be a blank check for Ukraine when he takes over. Despite the standing ovations last night, McCarthy is not the only Republican who has showed waning enthusiasm about funding Ukraine's defense. Some lawmakers flat out refused to attend. Here's Senator Roger Marshall explaining why he didn't even go to the speech. I think it would be disrespectful for me to go see him. I think it would be disrespectful to the people that are working so hard to keep our nation safe uh, when we're not making them the priority right now. But it's important to remember that most Republicans are still completely on board with funding Ukraine. 
It's part of a larger divide in the party that's going to be interesting to watch play out. There's sort of the old guard of Republicans, people like Mitch McConnell, who are very interested in protecting democracy abroad and like President Joe Biden, honestly, are willing to make the United States the so-called arsenal of democracy. Compare them with the new guard. These are lawmakers who are also Republicans who are much more suspicious of using American power anywhere but in the United States. You can see part of that divide, I think, also in the January 6th committee. We're still waiting as of this recording for the final report from that committee to be released. But we are starting to see transcripts come out. Most of the interviews were done with Republicans, either people who were actively trying to overturn the election or people who worked in President Donald Trump's White House and then cooperated with the committee. Take the former Trump White House aide Cassidy Hutchison. Her first attorney was paid for by Trump allies, and they told her to stop cooperating with the committee, even if she risked a contempt of Congress charge. That's according to transcripts of her interviews and sources familiar with her testimony. Hutchison stressed that her first lawyer, Stefan Passantino, didn't explicitly tell her to lie, but he did advise her to stop speaking to the committee. CNN has reached out to Passantino for comment. While Democrats are trying to push through these last bits of their agenda, we're getting ready to turn the page. We're reflecting not just on this past week, but the entire 117th Congress. Going forward, Republicans are going to have that House majority. They're going to have a lot more power over what actually passes starting in January. There's still a lot we don't know, including whether McCarthy will get the votes he needs to become Speaker. CNN Political Briefing will be back next week with my colleague, Abby Phillips. Make sure you come back to CNN throughout the days to come. We'll have a lot more both on the January 6th committee and Ukraine and all these other stories we've been talking about this week that are unresolved as lawmakers try to wrap up their business for the year. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Abby Swanson is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterla. We'll be back on Tuesday. Happy holidays. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.